thanks for listening it's been a while we have been on holidays and yeah so now we're back yeah tripping around doing farm stays and going off to lovely south australia Yes, fun fact, I've never, well, I've been to Adelaide once, but South Australia confuses me because it's so damn dry, <laughs> but it's right next to the water. Like you're right next to these beautiful, deepest blue, like ocean, but then it is so dry. It confuses me. Western Australia is the same. To think too, like, oh, this would be a really great place to film like a Jane Austen movie. <laughs> the girl's <laughs> on the, the edge of the cliff, sees the boat coming out. Oh, I'm lost without you. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like the scenery is just perfect for it. Yep. Anyway. I don't really think about Jane Austen very much, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> so whereabouts did you Farm's Day? Uh, Sunshine Coast, Hinterland. Oh, nice. Like yes. Mulaney or something. Yeah, up that way. And we actually did go to the dairy, the Mulaney dairy, and did the tour. And it was nice. funny because my favourite part was the calves and the tasting all of the yogurt and cream and everything. But I didn't do any tasting yeah, when I went. You get to I taste it. I just bought stuff because I thought. <laughs> no, when you do the actual tour, you get to taste all oh. of the different stuff they make. And um, do they do cheese? They do cheese too, don't they? We didn't taste any cheese, so it was like custard, yogurt, cream, um, the different types of milk. They've got lactose free milk now, just a little plug there for them. There you go, Grandma Becca. That one's for you. (laughs) Okay, anyway, just quickly chat about how do you hear from God? How do you hear his voice? How do you know that you're hearing from God? Start us off. All right. This is pretty basic, guys, just leading leading with that. For most people, if you are a Christian and you've spent any time in church, this should not be new to you. You should know this information. But we're going to do a recap yeah. and start from there. And if you've got questions, contact us via our Instagram, shoot questions through. Also, maybe if you've got some um, podcast ideas, stuff oh, you'd, please, you'd like us to talk about. Please let us um, know. We're really keen for feedback. Yeah, someone sent me some topics, and I was like, these are great topics, but these are big topics, so I haven't really had time to digest. I can look at these. Yeah, and I was going to text you, but I was like, no, I'll just do it when we see each other. The thing, thing too, about this topic is, you know, the gospel, Jesus, the people that he was mainly, I'd say, speaking to were not theologians. They were not, they were just your average run-of-the-mill farmers, um, servants, fishermen, really just your average builders average day people jesus was a builder himself and so hearing from the voice of god it's not complicated and it's not hard and that's why across the whole globe no matter where you fit your language where you're from you can hear from god Mm -hmm. it's not for the elite no and you can hear for god from god for yourself you don't have to go through another person i know that's controversial in some christian circles where they they set a dependence on a priest or somebody to do that for them and on their behalf but god didn't send his son just for priests or someone special someone who's done a certain amount of study god's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance he sent jesus for every single person and he Mm. wants that relationship with every single person it's not about like you said an elite or anything like that so number one how do you hear from god okay number one seriously read your bible we do you want to hear something? <laughs> something I heard, saw this quote. Yes, and it said, um, "Some of you all don't even want to read your Bible or spend time with God for an hour, and you expect to spend whole eternity with Him." <laughs> I like that, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you got me good on that one." <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
So let's, I guess, run through a few scriptures as a basis for this. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Yes. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. When I read that instantly, I think it's a compass. If you are lost, if you're confused, if you're, I don't know what to do to this, I don't know what to do about this, or even, you know, we're in a world where there is always conflicting opinions and people are wanting to know, where do you stand on that? Or what do you think of that? You know, the Bible will will speak to your heart it's like a compass that will point you to north Mm -hmm. and north is jesus just on that too talking about truth and this is quite funny because it's my daughter's uh memory verse for the moment at school it's uh jesus himself speaking and he says i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and that Mm. is john 14 6 i believe (laughs) because we've been working on that but another scripture is I've been actually, do you know, I have been stuck in the book of John lately. Oh, love been that. enjoying it love so that. much. But yeah, John 10, 27. And I was going to quote it, but actually let me just take a second to find it in my handy dandy Bible. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That's the NLT. I actually prefer a different, a different version. So give me one second to figure out. Fun that. story. I was just reading through the book of Proverbs because yeah. it's, you know, it's a book of wisdom and it really cuts deep. Also, I just find it really hilarious. So I highlighted this the other day, Proverbs sixteen twenty two. This is the message translation. True intelligence is like a spring of fresh water while fools sweat it out the hard way. Oh, I just, I just love the book of Proverbs. I'm like, <laughs> <So> yes. <good. laughs> yes. So I'm back into King James version. Now it says my sheep hear my voice Yes. and I know them and they follow me. Yeah. Love that. Um, one of the old, old versions says, the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Mm. I love that. Like, I had it explained to me once that what Jesus was saying there, like, because Jesus in that passage is portraying himself as the great shepherd. In those times, the shepherd, it's not like now where they get around on their little like, four by fours or whatever they are, and the dogs are like are nipping. <laughs> yeah, and they're like nipping at the sheep and everything. In those days, they literally spoke to the sheep. And the Mm. sheep followed and you could have three or four shepherds with all of their different herds all mingled together. But the sheep that belonged with that shepherd would know his voice and go to him only. That's amazing. 1 Peter 2.25 says, Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Psalm 119. There's actually a few. I mean, Psalm 119, longest longest chapter in the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... Uh, verse 105 it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path oh i love that uh and then later on in verse 130 it says the entrance of your word gives light oh so if you want to hear god's voice and why do you want to hear god's voice you want to hear god's voice so you know what you're doing you know what your direction is you're getting a vision for what you're supposed to be doing. You're finding out his plan for your life. That's, I mean, all of these are such key building blocks. You need yeah. to have him shine his light on your path. You need to be like walking on that straight and narrow path yeah. with the light that his word gives you. There's a really sad um, fact that I heard ages ago that was something like eight out of 10 pastors don't read their Bible daily. Oh my goodness. Find you a good pastor. <laughs> But also, too, I, it makes me sad, but, you know, their job as a leader and a pastor, your job is to shepherd your people mm-hmm. to Jesus, appoint them to yeah. Jesus. But if you're not 
your style for hearing his voice and reading the Bible, then yeah, that's anyway. a that's a, a area where then obviously um, confusion can come in, and we know that yeah. confusion's not from God. Yeah. And what did the Apostle Paul say? He said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Yeah. He basically was like, "Look at me as your example and do yeah. what I do." This is really controversial. Yes. What I'm about to say. Okay. I think left-wing Christians don't read the Bible. Oh, that's not even controversial. So much so. If you say you're a left-wing Christian, you're saying that because you're saying, oh, I'm compassionate and I'm accepting. No, you don't. You're not reading your Bible. Yes. Oh, we can do it. You're not reading your Bible. We'll we'll, we'll cover that. Well, well do we're a... reading different Bibles, girlfriend. Yeah. We'll do a, a whole podcast on what is a Christian because I reckon that's a good one to unpack because I agree. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And if you are identifying yourself as a Christian, if you are out there and you're like, "I am a Christian," then you have to base your Christianity on the Bible. That is the basis and the foundation of your faith. Mm. And if you don't take all of it as a hundred percent literal truth inspired by God, then sorry, but you're missing the whole point. Sila. I just want to say, <laughs> yeah. Silla, silla, silla. <laughs> silla, silla, silla. Okay, anyway, I've been going to the doctor quite a bit for some house stuff, and I was just feeling like real in this like rut. Like, this is what they're saying, but I know that you say otherwise, but mm-hmm. I just, come on, I need you to speak to me. So I was like, I'm just going to open my Bible. And then I landed on the good old Psalm 139. Oh, yeah. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, and as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. Oh, how precious are your thoughts about me. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. You outnumbered the grains of sand, and when I wake up, you are still there with me. And it goes on and on and on. But when I read that, all of a sudden it shifted my perspective of my body might not be working how it's supposed to be working right now. I was knitted together by God. All of my delicate parts were knitted together by him. And my body, and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And his workmanship is marvelous. His thoughts are precious about me. And all of a sudden, I'm speaking life over myself. Like, yeah, right now, my body might not be working how it's supposed to. I was actually hearing from God going, I've got this. I created you. I know what's going on. I created you. I created your body. So don't worry about that stuff. I don't know. That was just an example of and me reading the Bible and hearing from God's and voice. You heard the word of God. And I, I think we probably touch on this a bit because it's a bit of a pet project of ours or a pet <laughs> subject. Anyone who says that they don't hear from God or they haven't heard from God in a while, I can guarantee yeah. you. They are not consistently reading the word of God. And there is nothing that you will find and none of the other things that we're going to talk about that can replace that time spent in the word of God. Yeah. You know, it is a relationship. You enter into this family of God by relationship, by confessing Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and being adopted in. Yeah. You know, Galatians 3, where it talks about you are redeemed from all the curse of the law because Christ was made cursed for you. You take that, you appropriate that on yourself. And then... From there, that's not the end. That's the beginning. Then yeah. it's your job to get changed yeah. and transformed yeah. and turned more and more like Jesus, yeah. who we're, he's who we're modeling. Yeah. He's our older brother. He is our savior. He's our Lord. He's the one that our whole world yeah. 
is revolving around and we need to be more like you know what you consume so Mm. well here we go this is just the book of daniel it talks about they set themselves apart so Mm -hmm. the three guys set themselves apart and they decided not to eat anything like everyone else did and then at the very end they were stronger and better i want to preface that it says what they consumed. That also, I believe, is what they were watching, mm-hmm. what they were listening to, and what they were digesting mentally. You know, we can sometimes be digesting the news and the things of the world oh, more yeah. than the word of God, and we and you become what you consume. You, you become what you consume. So, it's so true. That just reminded me. So do you know who Lisa Bevere is? Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching one of her reels the other day. And she was talking about back in, I think it was like 2018, 2019, something like that. She was at a conference and the speaker before her was a Catholic exorcist for the Catholic Church, right? So controversial, but whatever. And he was talking about how... <laughs> so funny. I know. I'm like, wow. How, how, did, how did that come about? Tell me more about how you I got that know. position. I'm like, what in the world? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So he was speaking about how with within America that people have become very demonized and very affected by yeah. demons and they have become, like people are possessed and whatever obviously he wouldn't have a job. And so they oh, said have you, to him, have you seen how there's that movie coming out? Did I see the trailer? There's an American movie called Come Out. Oh, uh no. But I someone's told me about this. Maybe it was you the other day. I can't remember who I was talking. Yes. And how God's just like delivering people from in deliverance ministry. I must have been talking to you. I've been socializing too much. But yes, it was someone. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, Catholic anyway, priests. Anyway, so the, the other people that were speaking at the conference with them, they said, why? Why is this happening? And he said, it's been honestly through the medium of television. People watch things. Oh, yeah. And they allow it to come in and they open a space in their life for it. Yeah. And I think about like some of the shows you binge, you think they're not actually affecting you. You know, I have to put my hand up here. I went through oh, a phase where I, um, I don't remember. It was like when we first got some kind of streaming service. And I was like, oh, sweet, Criminal Minds. I love that show. Sorry. Love a good murder mystery. Yeah. Love a good, you know, forensic yeah. files, whatever. So I start binging Criminal Minds. I can't sleep because now every flipping noise yeah. I hear, literally I'm afraid. So I literally like opened yeah. a door by doing that. But I, I realized I stopped watching it. I got my mind back on you something know, more positive. So true. And my parents were a bit like that too. Like they were very specific about what we were allowed to watch or read. And you know that little old song? Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. No, but I love that. It's so cute. And it's like, it goes through like, be careful what your eyes see, be careful what your ears hear, and be oh, careful yes. what your mouth says. Yes. And that is, that's literally what we're talking about here. Yeah. If we are like in the word of God, we're consuming the word of God. That's what we're seeing and putting in front of our eyes. It's what we're hearing. It's what we're yeah. speaking. Our life is going to be very different. Does it sound like yeah, this Bible verse says like what your heart Yeah your um, whatever? Uh yeah, I know the verse you're talking about. Look at us go. Um Woo. out of the abundance of the yes. heart the mouth speaks. Yes. Don't ask me for a reference, I have to Google it because I might know the that's such an appropriate scripture for what we're talking about. So it's Matthew twelve. Well, I'm gonna read um something while you do that. Ephesians six, eleven. Put oh, on love Ephesians. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, mm-hmm. against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. What we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm standing on the ground putting on the belt of truth 
the body armor of God's righteousness, for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers anywhere. You know, I think, you know, when we get saved, we do put on the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. Imagine putting on the helmet of salvation, but then you don't have, you know, then it says put on shoes, which is the piece that comes from the good news that you'll be fully Mm -hmm. prepared. You know, it's like not having any shoes going into battle or it's you have the person next to you has armor to resist Mm -hmm. the arrows that come towards them, but you don't. Yeah. So all good if you're with a group of people and you like let's say you're at church and you're dealing with stuff. Have you ever noticed like you know you can be at church and you're this is what's well, really important to go to church too, but you can be at church and you're dealing with stuff internally. When you're with the body of believers, they almost can lift you in your faith. Yep. It's almost like in that moment their shield is able to withstand the arrows mm-hmm. for you. But there's gonna be times when you're by yourself. And I'm a married woman and there's times when I can't rely and stand on my husband and it's not because he's useless it's just because there's times when that happens you need to have your own yourself you need to have your own shield and you need to have your own the sword of the spirit which is what did we say the sword of the spirit which is the word of god the word of god and how do you get faith faith comes by hearing and understanding the word of god yeah faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god yeah so it all it all makes sense god's giving you weapons Firstly, start learning how to use them. Yep. And then when hard time comes, you actually know how to use it and you can, yep. you know, I've got this and I'm ready to rock. The the scripture that we were talking about is Jesus, it's actually Jesus rebuking the Pharisees, mm-hmm. so the religious leaders. And he says, that's uh, in Matthew 12, he says, either make the tree good and the fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. Yeah. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Mm. And says, but I say to you, every idle word that men speak, they will give an account for in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Mm. Wow. Just a funny story. You are what you eat. My beautiful big island family. I've never seen anyone love KFC like they do. <laughs> my family would literally come. I remember growing up right in New Zealand, and my family would get off the plane from the islands, and the first thing they'd do go to would all go to like my auntie's <laughs> uncle's house, and would all buy KFC for them. Grandma, right? She'd be like, "Oh, let's go buy some KFC for them. Two dollars worth of KFC." But then my other uncle would buy sixty dollars worth yes. of KFC, and so there would be like. $250 worth of KFC and yeah. my family would just devour it as if it was manna from heaven. Me and my grandma would go to the Cook Islands every year and she would, before we would get on the plane, she would ring up and pre-order a thousand, like $500 to $1,000 worth of KFC chicken, yeah. put it in the hand luggage of our plane and for four hours the whole <laughs> yes. international plane smelt like KFC. I love it. And then we would hop off the plane and the first thing we did have KFC. That but KFC. you know what's so sad is my nan's like you can't eat it because you eat it all the time you get to eat it at home <laughs> this is for your cousins in in raro who don't get kfc so what did you get to eat oh, i think i ate mangoes and heaps of other good, delicious <laughs> oh, good island food. food yeah if we were like my family with kfc and we're just so excited to read the word of god mm. that it just excited us so <clears> much <throat> 
it's like that excitement can't help but get other people excited. My cousins in the islands were so excited about KFC that everyone else knew it and so brought them $60 worth of KFC. Mm-hmm. So we had a big KFC feast. So excited about the word of God. Yes. You're unstoppable. You're like a powerhouse. So I guess the next thing is the Holy Spirit. That's mm. the next way to hear the, the word of God. I mean, yeah, hear God's voice. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and... I literally only have written down one scripture for this. There's yeah. many to choose from, but it's again from John, uh, John 14 mm. verses 15 to 17. And it's Jesus speaking again. So, mm. you know, Jesus is who we build our faith on and who our whole faith revolves around. So probably should listen to him. Um, and it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Mm. Even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because Mm. it doesn't see him, Mm. nor does it know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Yeah. I mean. You know, with the Holy Spirit, I was thinking about this the other day, about how, well, me and my husband were talking about it. Often we can say, put God in black and white. Mm. And we use that, you know, that verse like, you can't be lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. And yes, God is black and white, but also he's a father and he understands each individual person. Mm -hmm. So if you walk into a situation and you handle it like everything else without hearing from the Holy Spirit, you can actually cause more damage. And that's probably where I've seen more damage is where people have gone, yes, that's right, or yes, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually hearing from the Holy Spirit and going, Holy Spirit, like what does this person actually need to hear from you and how do you want me to minister to them? Because far more effective and far more powerful to do it mm-hmm. that way. And we have, my husband and I have, uh, the way we explain it is we follow peace. Yes. So if we are trying to make a decision or we're trying to like wrestle with a subject, when we have peace, that's the right decision. Yeah. And that peace comes from God. We know the fruit of the spirit. Peace is one of the main fruits of the spirit. So if you have peace about something, even if your brain might be going crazy and everyone's telling you that that's not how it works and you need to do this, that or the other, you follow the peace because mm. when you do, even if it looks crazy to yeah. everybody else, it's going to work out because God's got you. This verse that says, it's like the word of God's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Like a double-edged sword and you get straight to the heart. Mm. And often when Holy Spirit's speaking to us and convicting me about my silly behavior sometimes, he gets straight to the root of the problem. It's like instead yes. of all the surface stuff and... Instead of the symptoms. Yeah, instead of the symptoms, it's like I'm going to... I'm just going to slam you straight mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's coming from and deal with the root of it so we can rip that baby out and then yeah. you don't have to keep dealing with it. There's, it's it's almost like too big of a subject it's, to deal with. Is. Do you know what I mean? It is. Like the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He's, you know, he is God and he mm. comes and he lives in you. And that scripture that I cannot get away from at the moment, the same spirit that raised God from the dead now yes. lives and dwells in you. Come on. And brings so powerful. life to your mortal body. So like, powerful. Yeah, I can't get away from that at the moment. It's so just powerful. mind-blowing. All right, let's go to the next one. <laughs> next one. Okay, the next ones I kind of lumped together, and they're probably honestly more how to facilitate ways to hear from the mm-hmm. from God, from the Holy Spirit, rather than actual tools yeah. to do it, I guess. Yeah. It's so prayer. Yes. You've got to, like any any friendship, any relationship, you've got to spend time with God. Um, and look, 
that again that is another entire podcast like how do i pray what's the most effective way to pray we'll have to do that at some point because there's so much to cover but pray like and you don't have to be religious about it and don't take that the wrong way but you don't have to be this is god is our father jesus is our brother the holy spirit lives in us he is our comforter our counselor our guide he's our teacher he leads us into all truth so um you just talk to them and talk to them where you're at but i mean be respectful of course but you just talk to them and then the other things i write down were like worship and praise like so yes key and i'm i'm finding as i get older like i always have loved worship because there is that just that sense in your heart when you're in worship and you feel the presence of god and there's nothing else like it in the world love that but now i'm learning that so much is unlocked through praise um yes and there's that scripture that says god inhabits the praises of his people so we yes. honor him and we worship and adore him and his presence is there but when we praise about here we go you know, when we give him praise he's living there in our praises acts 16 23 they mm. were severely beaten and then they were thrown into the prison the jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape so the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks around midnight paul and silas were praying and yeah. they were singing hymns to god and the other prisoners were listening mm-hmm. suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison of was shaken to its foundations all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoners fell off the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open he assumed the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword and to kill himself but then paul shouted to him stop don't kill yourself we are all here the jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before paul and Silas. then he brought them out and asked sirs what must we do to be saved and they replied believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household and they shared the word of the lord with him and his and all who lived with his in his household a few things about this i always find this story really interesting firstly the jailer was asleep at midnight mm. but yet they were awake at midnight singing and all the other prisoners were awake too. Mm. Maybe they were keeping them awake. I know. I did wonder, like, did Paul and Silas have a good voice? Or were they, <laughs> anyway, were they praying really loud? So many questions. But so the prisoner, prisoners were all awake at midnight and it made me wonder, did, did this, the Holy Spirit wake them up to get prepared for the earthquake? Wow, I never thought of that. Because why is the guard not awake mm. and then anyway so that's one point i just thought about that but point is is that the prayer and the praise brought a breakthrough and do oh, you know what prayer. i love about that story is when you are praising god and you are praying other people around you will get saved yes yes because what happened was the prison guard ended up getting saved in his whole mm-hmm. household yeah i um i'm on the worship team at my church and i was having a big chat with my friend about this last night about how when you get up there and you are leading worship, you are a minister and you're ministering to people, but also facilitating them having breakthrough moments in their mm. life. Mm-hmm. Because often you're like, I don't know what to do, but but God says just to praise him. So I'm going to praise him and, and believe that the breakthrough is going to happen. I just, yeah, there's something about it, man. Gets me good. Just yeah. when I think about some of the most beautiful times I've ever had with God, 
between me just praising God with some worship music and just letting him minister to me. A couple of scriptures. There's James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Yes. Um, there's In Jeremiah, it talks about you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That's in yes. Jeremiah 29, about verse 12 or 13. You know, there's even in Matthew where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Yes. You know, so prayer, worship, praise, all of that mm. facilitates that presence and that communion if you yeah. want to call it that communication backwards yeah. and forwards and the last thing go to church yeah 100 percent. get yourself planted 100%. if you're offended with your pastor or your church or whatever sort i've been out. you've probably been yeah god's spoken to me and i'm like all right done sort yourself out and can i just say in. you know i heard this saying very long time ago and it's always stuck with me saying that you love jesus but you don't like church is like saying I love you, but I don't like your wife. Exactly, because, I mean, the church is the bride of Christ. Yes, that is so offensive. To, oh. if, if you say that to someone, if, you, if you've got a friend who's a guy and you say, I love hanging out with you, you're amazing, but your wife is such a whatever, I don't like hanging mm. out with her. That is so offensive to him and his wife. When you and you're about to lose a friendship. <laughs> and when you, yeah, when you're about to lose a friendship. Um, and when you say that about, like, I love Jesus, but I don't really need to go to church. It's what you're pretty much saying. And the only scripture I had put in for this was uh, in Hebrews 10, 25. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together yes. as the manner of some is, but exhort one another so much more as you see the day approaching. You know, the book of Acts, when they gathered. Oh, the things that happened. So, you know, here's one. They gathered in the upper room, then the Holy Spirit broke out. They um, were, you know, another one. They're in a gathering and the guy gets drunk. Yeah, Jesus um, was in the, in the house and the friends ripped the roof up and like... Dropped his friend down. Lowered him. And that happened in a, <laughs> that happened in a group setting. Well, there's so many stories of when when you gathered in a group. Yeah, there's just... Like I said before, there's just something really amazing about being with believers. I do, like one of my favorite things um, like that my church does, and I'm sure many churches do, is um, every Sunday we pray for people who have needs in the church and prayer yeah. requests. Yeah. And... Just the level of, you know, when you're someone and you're believing for something and you're in a room and you see people raising their hands and praying, it's like your faith can't help but be increased. Yes. Whoa, <laughs> like not only am I believing for this, but there's people who are backing me up and they're also believing for me as well. Yep. It's just, man, it's so good. Mm. Plus you can learn a lot from other people. Like I just, it's just, oh, church is just the best. I love church so much. Mm. And, and you're going to spend eternity with these people. Yeah, there you go. So get used to it. I just a hundred percent. I some look like sometimes I'm like, Lord, <laughs> please give me that mansion in heaven. But can you make it at the other side of heaven to that person? <laughs> I get that they're gonna be there too, but like, can we not be next door neighbors, please? <laughs> or even worse, God, I know that we're gonna be seeing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you're amazing, we love you, all through heaven. Please don't put me next to the person who's tone deaf, <laughs> who I'm next to in church. I can't handle eternity sitting next to them in heaven. Uh, anyway. That's funny. Anyway, how should, how should we wrap this up? Should we pray? So since we're talking so much about the Bible and the Word of God and reading the Bible and how important it is to be living in the Word, let's do a challenge. 
Let's do a May Bible challenge. May Bible challenge. Since there is 31 days in May, mm-hmm. and obviously you're going to be listening to this on the 2nd of May, so you'll have to read twice. We're going to encourage you to read the book of Proverbs one chapter a day. 31 days, 31 chapters, done and dusted. And we are going to put some prompts on Instagram for you to so you can keep up. And then you can have an opportunity to interact with us on Instagram too and let us know what you found challenging or exciting or refreshing in the chapter from that day yeah so excited sounds good something that another quote that i heard oh yeah was if it's good enough for god to speak it it's good enough for you to write it down Ooh. so have a journal with you and journal it out so write out you know when you're reading the bible write out the verse and then mm. write out this is what i got out of it or this is what what god was saying to me it's just really good for you to then look back and go, wow, that's what God said to me. Or yeah. I mark up my Bible. Or mark up your Bible. I really do. It's like highlighted and colored. And well, you've got a big margins. I, don't I do have a big margin, which is nice. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these precious people who are listening. Anyone who's under the sound of our voice, Lord, we pray a blessing over them. We pray that if they are seeking and searching how to hear your voice, that you begin to speak to them even now as they read this, Lord, that the next time they crack open a Bible, even if it's for the first time, that your word comes alive to them, that they get revelation knowledge of you and they come deeper into relationship with you as they do it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to go now. More episodes coming soon. Okay, bye.